Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Quest to Teach Digital Evangelism. And this is the month of June, and I am celebrating fathers this June um, because my birthday was Thursday, June 10th. I am a happy and healthy 59 years old and celebrating what the Lord has continued to bless me with life, living, good health, beautiful family, wonderful supportive wife. And I am just reaching out to my brothers this, this month and encouraging them and, and um, podcasting about them and blogging about them. And, you know, like I always say, mothers have May, which is an awesome month. As a matter of fact, May is a, a really, um, lack of a better term, cool and, and rewarding month because the seasons are still kind of changing. It's not really hot. Um, depending on where you are in the nation, the United States, you know, you may get a couple of snowstorms or, or whatever, but the weather is is really nice most of the time. Here in Florida, the weather is beautiful in May, but now that we're in June, you know, it's getting hot. It is even today, it is in the 90s. And I tell you, as a past physical education teacher, I do not miss being outside with the kids. Um, I love being a STEAM teacher. Uh, STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. I love being a STEAM teacher inside in a air-conditioned computer lab with the kids working with them and their projects. And being a Black male educator of over 30 years has its advantages because I don't have to worry about you know, the past stuff about being a new teacher, whether the kids like me or not, that's not my concern. Um, my job is to teach these little rugrats um, how to prepare for the future and give them future technology skills. Um, my program is hands-on in the computer lab. And even though some of the work we do is not on the computer, they still have to know how to use their hands in designing projects and drawing projects using creative thought processes and innovative thinking that helps with critical thinking and higher order thinking skills. And the reason I'm going this way, because there's so many programs out there now that are encouraging men, uh, no matter your racial background, uh, cultural background, to go into education and to teach. So if you have a passion to be a teacher, um, there are so many opportunities. I want to give a shout out to a program called Call Me Mister that is held at many HBCUs and HBCUs are historically black colleges and universities. I am a graduate of South Carolina State University, Go Bulldogs, and we are located in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Now, there is a USC or University of South Carolina that is in Columbia. Please do not get us mixed up. We are South Carolina State University, and we are an awesome HBCU, and we turn out many, many, many teachers, educators, administrators. Uh, now we have moved into the past few years technology. A lot of people don't know that South Carolina State University has a phenomenal nuclear program, and you study nuclear technology that prepares you for many careers in nuclear energy and beyond. 
And I am just so proud to be a, a graduate of South Carolina State University. And I encourage um, many people, many people of color and of not of color to look into attending an HBCU. You will um, enjoy the cultural nuances of historical history about Blacks, African-Americans, and our growth and struggles and successes in society, and what we continue to work and strive for for the betterment of Blacks, African-Americans, and even indigenous people. The Would you believe that there are many Hispanic brothers and sisters that attend HBCUs and those that are across the water. When I say across the water, that was a term I was taught with uh, friends of mine that ran track and I was a track athlete running track. Um, my uh, cohorts, my brothers from Barbados and the Bahamas and uh, Dominican Republic and Haiti, um, even a couple of students from Cuba years ago attended South Carolina State University and we bonded and we gelled and, we, and we're still friends today on social media. So it is a worthwhile occupation. Now, I'm, I'm getting a little bit off the subject, but I think this is worth, worth stating that education, no matter what the media says, is still a viable career. I did not go into education to make a lot of money. I went into education because I have a passion to work with and help and mentor young people. Um, I am a fourth generation teacher. So my parents were teachers, their parents were teachers, their parents were teachers, their parents were teachers. So it is incumbent on me to uh, stay in the field of education that I've been exposed to in so many years. And yeah, there are a few challenging areas, but you know, if you just stay in your lane and, and love and enjoy and do your job, and not worry about all the political stuff. Um, it's a great career. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm leaving my 32nd year and going into my 33rd year. And I was thinking about retiring. I was seriously thinking about retiring because I was looking at other opportunities, but I can still do those other opportunities and still work with my middle school, middle school students. Um, I currently teach at Twin Lakes Academy Middle School in the Duval County Public School System, and I'm loving the experience. I teach STEAM, Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math in a program called Project Lead the Way. And there are many Project Lead the Way programs, and that is part of Career Educational Technology Program. And it prepares young people for future careers. So we teach skill sets that are guided towards different careers. Um, components deal with vocational education, um, as I said, technical education and other areas. So there are opportunities for um, teachers or educators or future educators that want to go into fields and maybe not necessarily want to go into the traditional um, reading or math or just uh, classroom instruction, which there is a need but look for CTE programs that are out there, um, STEM and STEAM programs that are out there. Um, these are, you would find these in middle school and high schools, not necessarily elementary schools, but as an elementary teacher, elementary health and physical education teacher for years, I always um, involved myself in different areas of technology. Um, as a matter of fact, when I graduated from South Carolina State University 
1985, I started my teaching in Palaka, Florida. And I taught in Palaka for 10 years and I loved the experience. It was a small city. Um, my children were born and raised there. Um, I was uh, married to their mom and unfortunately we did divorce, but we both stayed heavily involved in the community. I branched out um, to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, because I wanted to be close to my kids. And, you know, when, when life changes, you adapt to it and, and you evolve. And I was happy to say that that being close to my kids allowed me still the opportunity to participate in their lives, to contribute, um, to be a part of their growth and their academics as well. Um, during the course of my teaching in Palaka, I had the chance to attend a lot of technology workshops and technology camps and technology conferences. I was blessed to be able to be a firm tech, which is Florida Information Resource Technology Education Consultant with the Florida Department of Education and taking the time to, to branch out a little bit, but still in the area of education to learn more and grow more and then come back into teaching. Um, after I did that career for a couple of years, um, and learning as much as I could, um, the program was being phased out. So I got back into teaching with um, Duval County Schools. I was in Putnam County Schools, which is in Palaka. Came back to education, Duval County Public Schools, and worked at a school called North Shore Elementary where I taught technology. Um, I created a technology lab with computers, and it was a phenomenal experience, not just for me, but for the students. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because you have to be authentic in what you're doing. You have to love what you're doing. You have to be able to look at the real challenge in life that how you can be a part of something bigger than who and what you are. And you look at yourself as um, being a Christian. Yes, I'm leading into this um, and proposing yourself as a member of the body of Christ. When you look at what am I a part of that's bigger than I am? Well, how can you be part of anything bigger than Christ, anything bigger than the Lord? So being authentic, you know, is a real challenge to many Christians. And the more and more I learned about technology, the more and more content I was posting on social media. And I love sharing information. I love sharing my knowledge. Um, and it's the, a wonderful opportunity to be your authentic self and be a member of the body of Christ. And doing that, you shared any contradictions of personality with your walk with Christ. Why is that? Because you're very transparent in your mindset and you're very transparent in your behavior and your attitude when you're on social media. And as a man, that is very important because your word is your bond. So if you're talking about your walk with Christ and you're talking about um, your works in the community, you show that on your social media. So if you're walking around here saying, yeah, I do this in the community and yeah, I do that in the community and I volunteered this and I volunteered that and you don't show any pictures, you don't show any video, eventually people are like, hmm, do you really do that or are you just blowing smoke? All right. So sharing what and who you are um, cannot just be represented by emojis. It can't just be represented by graphics. It can't be just represented by animated images. You have to post authentic and original content about what you're doing to build people up, to lift people up, to invite people um, to worship, to invite people to to, um, to Bible studies. And sharing our lives online is not a bad thing. It's just how we share it and the type of platform we're using. 
As a matter of fact, it can be fun. It can be enjoyable. But as members of the body of Christ, we should be careful about perceptions that people have about our behaviors and being a Christian. Um, I'm proud to say that my wife and I, Aida, we share content online about what we're doing, where we're going. And this this is not to, um, and I have to tell people this too, this is not to show off. This is not to say, oh, you know, we're better than other people. This is not to say that, you know, we can only do this. No, this is saying that God has blessed us with the opportunity to do so much with technology in the right kind of way as role models for our brothers and sisters as, and as mentors. Because people, you know, nowadays, you know, they, they go to church, they sit in the church, they, you know, they go to Bible study, they listen and learn. But when they step out of the building or they when they leave Bible study, it's kind of like back to almost like their old selves. And it's like, you know, digital content is not supposed to hide how people really are. And it's not supposed to create a false narrative. Being real means um, not pretending to be something different than God created us to be. Uh, being a Christian should not be covered with digital enhancements um, because God sees our heart. We cannot hide from God um, even online because he knows our thoughts, he knows our feelings, and he knows our desires. So being authentic as Christians shows shows that Christ loves us all. It is genuine, it's deliberate, and we should be sharing the love of Christ. Now, as a as a as as a man, um I try to make things as personal as possible. There are a lot of guys that, that don't want to get into the personal thing. But if I'm going to reach out to youth teens and young adults in the work that I do, they're going to see my attitude, they're going to see my behavior. They're going to see who I hang with. They're going to see what I do. So I can't give a false narrative about, you know, it's bad to go to clubs. You don't have, you know, you know, you don't need no business going to clubs. What if I'm going to club? They're dangerous. You know, you call yourself. But see, if, if I show that I'm not talking down or bad about somebody that does, but I personally don't because it goes against my faith and my beliefs. I don't have anything against people that go. But I encourage people to, hey, look at the other side of life and, and what path you're trying to walk. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to accomplish in life? And Christians should know who they are and be honest with themselves, even if they struggle with challenges. There's nobody that's perfect. OK, um, Christ went through a lot to show or to learn what challenges that we're going to be faced with. So when we're when we are faced with a challenge, we can call his name and know that, hey, Christ went through these same challenges, challenges or temptations that I went through and he was successful. He called on the Lord. He he had faith in his faith, who he was, uh, what he was supposed to do, who he was supposed to be. And as fathers, as men, as brothers in the body of Christ. It's not just about ourselves. We are part of something bigger. So we think about that. Um, we cannot play with God in our minds nor play a role that is not us. All right. Roles cannot be maintained forever. Wearing a mask of impersonate impersonation is a lie to a Christian walk. Let me say that again. Wearing a mask of impersonation, that is a lie to a Christian walk. So we have to be true and authentic to ourselves. All right. We're either going to follow Christ 
are we not going to follow Christ? We can't, you know, be on both sides of the coin or walk on two sides of the street or be on one side or two, excuse me, be on two sides of the neighborhood. It is, it is incumbent of us to do the works that we need to do because other people are watching us. Other young people are watching us. So as we profess to be a Christian, our walk must represent a Christian walk. Our talk must represent a Christian walk. And as a man, you never know who's watching you. And, and you know, I always remember that. And I've always taught my children, especially when they were, when they were young. I said, I, as a teacher and as your father, as a parent, I cannot walk around here um, acting crazy, cussing and, and drinking and smoking and all that, and then profess to be a, a Christian because people are going to look at my walk. How can I profess to do all of that? But yet you see me in church. So I, I have dedicated to my life being a Christian. I have dedicated my life to Christ. So I must follow suit and do the best that I can as a member of the body of Christ, because my walk also represents the, the ministry that I walk in. And we have to remember in online environments, um, too many people are already pretending to be something that they're not. They are playing a role that they must sustain, and it takes a lot of energy to sustain a lie. Um, their activities online creates a false view and perceptions of, Christ, of Christians, um, which Christians are not. Uh, being a, a Christian must mean stay in the light at all times. There is an intimate relationship with Christ um, that should not be a lie, nor should, should it be played with as a lie. This is not a toy. This is not a, a, a thing you can just pick up and say, I'm a member of the body of Christ today and put it down tomorrow because you want to go to a club or you want to drink as much alcohol and get tore up from the floor as you want. Christians should should have the life of courage, humility, understanding and decency to be true to themselves and true to Christ. So we are bigger than what um, we are part of something bigger, I should say, than ourselves. And it is a big responsibility. And Men carry a lot of weight on their shoulders, but we have to remember as men who God created first. He created us first. He gave us strong feet. He gave us strong ankles. He gave us strong legs. He gave us strong knees to be able to gird our bodies up so we can carry that weight. So if you were an athlete and you were in the weight room, what will we talk to lift the weights? Use our legs and our knees to lift that weight. So God instilled in us physically to be able to do that and mentally and spiritually. God embedded in us and the kids, you know, the kids be all talking about, okay, you got a six pack, you got six pack, you got an eight pack, you know, what you packing, what you packing. But you know, as you get older, you know, that packing starts to, starts to unpack gradually. And, but we must also remember that, you know, our bodies are built to, to take pressure. Our bodies are built to take stress. Our bodies are built for movement and motion because we are supposed to be out evangelizing and we are disciples of Christ. So these bodies are made to do the works that Christ would have us to do. And with our content 
as Christians, we have to remember our content is permanent online. Okay. Um, we create a digital footprint that either Christ could be following, the Lord could be following. We can be either sharing that we are uh, submissive to the Holy Spirit or we being rebellious and we're being we're sharing false learning. So we really have to be careful of how we behave. Uh, Christians should be cautious of self-promotion, false witnessing and egotistical words. So saying that, looking back on the type of content that we create as men, and I've had to do it several times because, you know, I, you know, as, as all of us, we get happy with what we're doing. You know, we feel empowered with what we're doing. We want to share it with the world, which there's nothing wrong with that. But we must put Christ first, not ourselves. And Christians, as a member of the body of Christ, should know what direction they are going and who they are following. We are following Christ. Our walk is with Christ online and offline. So remember Peter, Peter denied Christ three times while standing around the fire with a bunch of people. And Christ told him ahead of time that you will deny me three times. We don't ever want to be caught in a position where Christ tells us that you're going to deny me. We should do the works necessary to share him, to share his message, to share his walk, salvation. We should be able to unapologetically share that we believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross. He died on the cross. He gave up the ghost that he was buried for three days and he rose and he rose with all power and he sits on the right hand of God. We should be able to share that on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram or whatever digital platforms with no fear of what we believe in. Now, Christians are persecuted in different ways. And we should know that from the teachings of Paul and the teachings of Peter and the other disciples, how they were persecuted. But we need to understand that as men, our bodies, again, and our minds are built to withstand the pressure. But when we do feel weak at times, iron sharpens iron. We should be able to go to our brothers in Christ and they should be able to lift us up, not talk about us not put us down, not ridicule us, but we all have emotions. Um, as you know, my one of the favorite, fa favorite books of the Bible that I love is the book of Acts because you're talking about real people, real emotions, real actions, real events that are going on. The brothers held each other up. Yeah, they had arguments. Yeah, they had disputes, but they always loved each other. And we must remember to love each other like Christ loved us. So think about what and who you represent on your social media content and how it makes Christ look uh, when we're talking about him, when we're sharing what we're doing. Are we being obedient to the spirit or are we being defiant? Are we being supportive of our families or are we sneaking around? What we do and what we represent is more important than who we are. Because through our words, deeds, and actions, we can either bring people into the body of Christ or we can scare them off. So as men, I support you. Um, I, I share these 
podcast as inspiration and encouragement that there are brothers out here that that support you and love you as brothers in Christ and that the ministry is bigger than any and all of us but we must also continue to learn from reading scripture from being in bible study and taking our families to church consistently going to bible study consistently sharing with the brothers in the body of Christ consistently so that we can help and support each other. Um, even though things are getting better with the pandemic, there's still a lot of mess going on. And there's still a lot of issues that need to be talked about, shared and resolved. So I just encourage all of you that um, God continue to bless you, provide you peace, hide you from the enemy that seeks to destroy you and helps continue to build you up and provide that spirit of humility and humbleness but also provide that spirit of that lion when necessary when you're when you're talking about christ and talking about being a christian i love y'all um, be safe in your travels um, be safe in the heat that's out there god bless thank you for listening to this episode and um i'm going to in the near future have some guest speakers i think after um having this podcast since April. I'm doing my best to try to um, post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I think now is the time to move on and build up a little bit to give some uh, brothers and sisters of Christ time to speak, time to share their ideas and opinions about um, their faith and technology and social media and how they use social media along with their faith. And please continue to support this, uh, this ministry um, continue to share it on different platforms so that way um, it grows in a, as a support mechanism because it's really important that even members of the body of Christ, we need support in using technology. We need support in social media because one day we may want to be a mayor. We may want to be a city council person. We may want to be um, uh, continue to be leaders in the community and we don't want any negative social media content um, to pop up and keep us from doing what we feel that God has blessed us to do and given us the tools. So God bless, um, keep the faith, keep studying, iron sharpens iron, and we will be back with another episode of My Quest to Teach Digital Evangelism. And stay out of this heat and stay hydrated. God bless. Thank you.